We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. It is always a pleasure to say hello to Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. Brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi. Unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And coach joins us on the Bud Light guest line. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Steve, thank you very much for joining us. I, I will say that that game last night was easy to enjoy, but that's officially the outcome you're looking for. Glad you found it. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. It was like uh, you spent the entire first half stepping on your own toes with all those turnovers. Then in the second half, we see... You know, up and down performances that are dotted by great shooting stretches, great defensive stretches, and a moment where maybe Jordan's doing a little bit too much. Steph gets frustrated. He whips the mouthpiece. And that that just doesn't happen very often. Whenever it does, though, he gets ejected. And it's happened three. He's been ejected three times in his career. And the mouthpiece hasn't been involved all three times in his career. I mean, if if an otherwise perfect player is going to have a blind spot, I I guess that's semi acceptable. But man, he, he that, that, did you see him throw it in real time? I didn't see it until the replay. No, I didn't see it. I was very confused as to what was happening because it was such a weird time to have a, a an ejection and a technical. You know, after after a missed shot in transition and. Uh, you know, there wasn't a controversial foul call, you know, anything like that. It was just all of a sudden the whistle blows and Steph, Steph's gone. It's, it was bizarre. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he knows he can't, you know, throw the mouthpiece. I, I, I wish there was a little room for, um, you know, maybe reason to prevail because it's not like he threw it at somebody. He threw it on the ground. Um You'd like there to be a little wiggle room for the official to maybe give him a technical, but not an ejection. But um, that's that was the call. That's so that's that's what it was. And so you know our guys had to pick it up from there, and they did, and they they got it done without Steph, which was uh, pretty uh, pretty good accomplishment under those circumstances. I mean, the dog didn't like it. That's for sure. Tell us about the dog in the yeah. background. Who is that? Two of them. We got we got two dogs in the background. We got I got a Frenchie. And a uh, retriever. So the the retriever's mine. The Frenchie is my son's. So we're just hanging out. I'm hanging out with just the two dogs and me. Now, did you name the dogs after great NBA entities? What well, what are the dogs' names? Uh, Lulu and Nelly. Oh, so Don Nelson. Don everyone named, named after Don Nelson. That's right. <laughs> and Lou Williams, I presume. Yes, and Lou Williams. You got it. Um, <laughs> it's now been 48 games. 
and you guys are 24 and 24, and I think it's fair to say inconsistency is probably the watchword. Are you starting to get a little impatient that your guys haven't figured out, you know, how to do what you need them to do on a more consistent basis? I don't know if impatient is the word. I, I think um, I think we've we've got a, a good sense of what needs to happen, um, and I think we've seen proof that it can happen. But we just have to go and do it. You know, um, I felt like early in the year our starters were playing lights out, and we were struggling trying to find bench combinations and you know, find an identity off the bench. And now it's a little bit in reverse. You know, we um, our bench has really come through over the last few weeks. you got guys playing at a really high level. Uh, Dante has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Lamb and, and Ty Jerome have, have established um, themselves as really effective players. And, you know, depending on who we start, Looney and, and Poole have both been really good. And, so I, I think we're we're just at a point where we've seen that we can we've got individual guys who are, who are you know playing well at, at different times, but we've just got to put it all together at once, and that's that's the goal. Are you uh, at this point of the year? Because this is different than whatever you, everything you've ever faced as a head coach. Are you at the point now where you can see a consistent game coming right at the start of the game? Or do you just have to, you know, stand for the national anthem and take your chances as to what you think you're going to see? Well, no, I think I think we're not quite sure what we're going to get, and that's why we're 500. Um, you know, it'd be nice to build a little consistency and where we knew exactly what we were going to get. Um, but like I said, we can envision that based on the contributions that we're getting from from different guys and and the. The fact that guys are falling into roles. I mean, Kaminga has fallen into a really good role. I shouldn't say fallen. He's worked for a really good role as a uh, you know defensive stopper, a guy we can put on the toughest uh, matchups, um, and you know gives us gives us some force going to the rim. So I mentioned the other guys. I you know I bring up J.K. Um, it, it, we, we've seen we've seen all these guys. Uh, step up and, and play well. So, it again, it's just a matter of consistency as a group. You know, uh, not not individual players playing well. It's The, the team's got to play well. We, we've got to take better care of the ball. We've got to stop fouling. But these are all the same messages that we've been preaching uh, for a long time. So, it, at some point, we're either going to do it or, or we're not. And that's going to determine what kind of season we have. Steve Kerr here on 95.7 The Game. Is Steph's in-the-moment anger a little bit of a bellwether, uh, uh, you know, for the team realizing that, you know, the, the time for less than the best is officially come and gone. And here you are, it's February, you're looking to get above 500. Um, do you see Steph's frustration as actual fertile soil that you'll plant better basketball in? Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that's the, that's one of the things that has been consistent this year is, is that we just, we don't know. We, we, you'd like to think, you know, Hey, now's the time we're ready to take off now. And we've had several of those moments and then 
it hasn't happened you know so um i'd like to think that 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 moment becomes a galvanizing uh, moment for all of us and we put it together and we get on a nice run here but we'll see we got to go do it have you ever seen a player get tossed from a game because he was so upset with a, a, a choice his teammate made? I mean, obviously there was a, a hug in the hallway where Poole even threw, I believe, his mouthpiece in Curry's direction. They kind of laughed it all off. And I know you guys, you know, you all get along pretty darn well, but I, I, I've never seen an ejection quite like that where there was a boiling level of frustration by something that a teammate did. And you played with, let's face it, the most competitive guy like ever in Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan ever get ejected because he was upset with a teammate? I don't remember, you know, ever seeing anything like this. And, and you know, remember, the, the uh, these are just sort of rules that the league has. You throw anything towards the stands, it's an automatic ejection pretty much. Um, so uh, it, it's the fact that it came out of frustration. I, I don't. I don't know that it was just frustration over Jordan's shot. I think it's frustration over a lot of things, you know. And and uh, so it's uh, the frustration of being twenty four and twenty four, and, and and not being able to find um, the traction that we're looking for this season. So it's uh, it, it's it's all wrapped up in there somewhere, but. Um, you know the the idea now is to is to take the next step, but the only way to do that is to actually execute on the floor. And you know, a big part of our work today, our film session, was reminding guys that that's across the board. You know, uh, I was frustrated with Steph for picking up two fouls in the first minute of the game. You know, and Draymond was frustrated with you know someone for not making a rotation, and then you know. Someone else is frustrated with Draymond for turning the ball over, and it's, so th- this is you know this is how it works when when a team is not performing uh, at a level that you know that that, that we know the team can. Well, there's frustration, and it sets in, and guys love each other. They they play for each other. They play hard, but there's there's got to be a, a collective. Uh, commitment to uh, addressing the things that are bothering us and then doing something about them. So this is indeed the real NBA that you said was coming all those years ago. Here it is again. <laughs> this is uh, this is the place where you know most most teams reside in this uh, this space where you, you you know you you know you can get better, but you're 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 stuck around five hundred and you're in the playoff hunt and. You know, but you're left wanting more. This is definitely where most teams reside. Is drawing up the dead ball plays, the after timeout plays, like one of the best parts of your day? If I were a coach, that's one of the things I would geek out on. I think every napkin in my house would probably, you know, (laughs) have something drawn on it. Um, And tell us about last night after it looked like he might, you know, wear the dunce cap. Jordan Poole ends up making the perfect play you you send all those fake curls off the traffic underneath the basket and he's just right there DiVincenzo makes the perfect pass boom good night memphis uh you mentioned draymond sort of tapped you on the shoulder to remember that set just just talk us through it well you know you you try to plan for every scenario and and uh you know not having a timeout left and having just a few seconds uh, on the clock, either balls, uh, you know, on, underneath or side out of bounds. You, you, you know, you you always have built-in plays for that kind of stuff. And um, so we we've had one 
for the last few years. And uh, as I said to the media last night, we hadn't practiced that play in in a while. And so Raymond immediately called for it because it was kind of our automatic, you know, late, you know, game uh, underneath play for for the last few years. And I knew I, I knew Dante and Lamb might be, a, you know, scratching their head a little bit because they're new. The other guys I knew would know it because we've been running it for a long time. Uh, but when Draymond immediately called it out, I said, yeah, that's a perfect call. And um, I was just hoping that, uh, you know, we'd get, our, we'd, we'd get in the right positions and immediately lamenting, you know, why didn't we practice this more over the last couple of weeks? I need to, you know, I need to throw this in once in a while. And just, just like the other situational stuff that, that, you know, comes to you once in a while. So, uh, it all worked out great because the players executed and Jordan made a great read on the back cut. Dante made, made a great pass. And uh, as with any play that you draw up, it's only as good as, as the player's execution and skill. And luckily we had, we had guys who made, made plays out there. Um, given the fact that you've never really dealt with a team that hovers around 500, is there somebody outside the company that you can talk to from time to time about the stresses and strains of coaching a team that can be more consistent but hasn't done it yet or is that just something you discuss with your assistants all the time uh no i mean you know bob myers is is my that's my guy you know we talk pretty much every day about the team and what's happening and um, he he and I manage the, the the group together. It's obviously different relationships, player coach, player GM, but it's really I think helpful for me to be able to lean on on Bob uh, so that he can you know at key times step in and talk to guys and and uh, but Bob and I discuss things every day. We talk strategy, we talk you know combinations and rotations and all that stuff. Um, and he's uh, I would say my biggest confidant and. It's uh, as far as outside the organization. I really don't, um, you know, talk talk, um, you know, details with anybody outside. Pop has been a great mentor for me, and occasionally I'll I'll check in with him, but never about you know sort of details. More more just coaching philosophy or communication with a player, that type of stuff. Um, but uh, for for all the warrior stuff, it's you know I, I, Bob and I we hash stuff out every day. No, I was thinking less about the detail stuff, which I presume you would keep in house, and more about you know just sort of not philosophy as much as how do I get this to stop being the way it is, uh, just as a mm. coach. And you know, is Pop that guy, or because he's still in the league, you can't really burden him with that because he's got his own set of problems. Yeah, occasionally I'll call Pop with something like that. Um, it, it, you know, but Ron Adams has become, um, you know, m one of my my main go-to people to to help with this stuff because of the role he's in now. Um, he, he's he's able to just you know dig into his well of knowledge. You know, all of his coaching years, he's seen it all. And, so he always has uh, great thoughts and ideas about how we might reach the group, and and um, and you know a lot of our guys on staff, um, you know Kenny and and Decky and Q Jam. I mean these guys, 
are, are really sharp and they've got great suggestions and great ideas and and that's what being part of a coaching staff is is all about is is you know you meet and you try to f- figure out the best way to communicate something to the team and and then you you you, you give that a shot and you go from there uh, for the first time ever, Steve, there's a little noise around Bob Meyer's future, what it might hold. Can you imagine how much, how drastically your day-to-day would change if you didn't have Bob Myers as a daily confidant and partner? Yeah, Bob's amazing. Um, he's he's such a uh, a great friend and and obviously phenomenal general manager. Um, not just putting the roster together here over the last decade, but uh, just communicating with everybody, communicating in every direction, um, keeping this thing going on a daily basis. He has the respect of of everybody, um, you know, players, owners, coaches. Uh, personnel, everybody loves Bob, and and um, we all want him to be back, and we all hope he's going to be back. I expect him to be back. You know, I I can't imagine him not being in this job. But this is you know, this is the NBA. You just you never know how things are going to play out. But uh, we all we all hope that this all works out, and he's back with us. I uh, have been accused this week of doing uh, uh, glad handing interviews with you. Not tough enough. People want the most successful coach in the history of this franchise facing a tougher line of questions. Are, are you ready for a tough question, Steve? Here we go. Here it comes. All right, what do, you, what do you got for me? Do you owe it to James Wiseman to either start playing him or trade him? Uh, I think that's a fair question. Um, you know, one of the things that, that uh, I tell uh, James from time to time is I, I feel bad for him because of the circumstances um you know he's he's had a a tough go with the injuries the injuries have definitely set him back but bottom line is he's a really talented young guy playing on a veteran team um so he's he's in a situation where he's not getting as many reps and as much playing time as he would in a different um, set of circumstances, um, you know, had had he been drafted by a, a different team, um, he'd be getting more opportunities for sure, and that's um, that's part of his story. That's part of his journey. And what I love about James is he understands that and recognizes it, and continues to keep a, a positive spirit and energy, and, and he works hard every single day, and uh, and he's wonderful to coach. So. Um, so I'm, a, I'm, as I've said many times, I'm a huge fan. And um, however this plays out, um, we don't know. But um, I, I hope I get to continue to coach him, and I hope that he can, you know, develop here and and get more opportunities as we go forward. Are you, I, this is you know, more macro than you're probably interested in at this stage of the season. But when when you do take a minute to look at the standings every day, are you surprised? That the difference between the fourth place team and the thirteenth place team in your conference is three games, and based on that, since you're one of the teams in that in that weird middle, is there a place you feel like you need to be by the end of March or by the middle of March that you'd be comfortable with? And I'm not saying just don't give me the answer. Well, first, of course, but is there a place you think your your team ought to be by then? Well, first of all, I don't think I've ever seen it like this, where four through thirteen are so close. 
together. Um, it may have happened at some point, but it's extremely, extremely rare. Uh, so it's really bizarre. I mean, we, some nights we, we don't play and we move up three spots, you know, it's like, what a great night for the Warriors. Uh, you know, but it's, um, it's also a reminder that we aren't that far off. You know, if we can get on a nice little run here and, and play to our potential, then we could find ourselves in, in third or fourth pretty quickly. And that's, um, that's exciting. That we know that's out there for us if we can put it together. Um, but that's the goal. And as far as you know, dates and mid March and all that stuff, I, I don't. I don't think in those terms. I just. I just keep thinking every day. You know, how can we try to get better? How can we capture this momentum that's been lacking? For a team that's not your rival. Boy, Memphis brings out an awful lot of scrap in the Golden State Warriors, and that was good to see. <laughs> that was the first of your final 35 games of the year. So you're 1-0 and in your final 35. Have you thought about what your record needs to be to make you either happy with where you would be in your own seating or a record that would just make you happy because that record means this team is starting to pick up what I'm putting down in game plans? Uh, you know, it's uh, first of all the first part. Uh, Memphis is—it's always a really fun game when we play them. There's just a lot of competition. There's a lot of trash talking. You know, they got a couple of Michigan State Spartans on their team on the other side that you know Draymond likes to chirp at. And um, and as far as the the competition, we we know that you know Memphis is on the rise. They're um, I don't know second in the West, maybe third. I haven't looked at the Second. standings today, but you know they're um, they're having a hell of a year. So they're um, you know we're 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 just trying to get it going. We're just trying to put ourselves in the best possible position for the playoffs. We do feel like we're at, we would be at our best in the playoffs because our guys will get the necessary rest um, and preparation time and all that. And we've always thrived in these circumstances, but we've got to get there, and we've got to get there. In you know, in in good good shape, meaning good health, but also uh, you know a favorable seating, and that's the goal. Uh, I know that the schedule is the schedule, and there's not much you can do about that. But do you get a sense that at, at you as you look at it, that with fewer um, back-to-backs, that you can get a more sort of rational schedule day-to-day about what you need to do to. To achieve the consistency you're looking at, is that are you are you seeing it that way, or do you just think the schedule is just too compressed in general to get the kind of sort of day to day momentum you'd like to get? No, I don't think we can blame the schedule for. The I'm lack not saying of blame momentum. the schedule, but do you think it can? Now that it looks like it's more normal, um, is it actually that normal, or are we misreading it? I don't know. I just I just know we play Toronto tomorrow, and then we leave town the next day. Honestly, I I, I don't look, I haven't looked at the next couple weeks even. I didn't know the schedule was that much different coming up than it was the last few weeks. So uh, I just don't I don't look at it like that at all. I just I, I uh, you know we just try to get our our guys ready to go and and um, try to address the stuff that's been bothering us and figure it out from there. Niners Eagles, who you got, Steve? I got the Niners. I mean, how, how could I not? I mean, this is uh, an incredible run they're on, and uh, 
Man, what a matchup. Two heavyweights, two great teams, and um, loaded loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. It's going to be so fun to watch. Well, oh, never mind that. What do you got in Bengals Chiefs, since you don't have to do the home <laughs> fe- hometown team? Uh, it it It's interesting to, to hear that Kansas City is an underdog on their home field. So, on the other hand, you know, Cincinnati's been destroying the league since the first month of the year. So um, I don't know what to make of that game. It, it's got a weird feel. I don't know if anybody if anybody really knows how how Mahomes' ankle is going to be and all that stuff. But man, the Bengals have been an absolute machine for the last couple of months. They are they are something. Steph Curry makes another all-star team. No surprise there. So congratulations to him, Steve. Congratulations to you guys on that that win last night. You are you're always worth the price of admission. There is no doubt. This has been a wildly interesting season for a lot of different reasons. And it feels like if uh if you guys are gonna get it together, it's going to happen soon, hopefully, because it's that time where the real basketball is here. Steve, thank you so very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Good luck against Toronto and, and, and everything going forward. Thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.